0: You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope.
1: In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, two sinners go up to the temple to pray. One knows he's a sinner, the other doesn't. One is a tax collector, despised, despicable, despicable. The worst kind of person to associate with the tax collector is considered treason by many of the Jews and reason for uncleanness. The other is a Pharisee, honored, religious, good. Remember, all that we need to know about the Pharisees is that these are the guys that you hope your daughter dates. (laughs) And these two come to the temple. The Pharisee comes and stands up front by himself. And he enunciate when he prays. And he puts God's before God's face all of his works and all of his accomplishments. God, I thank you that I'm not like the other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. The tax collector, on the other hand, stands far off, says the text, beating his chest. And he prays with almost a breathless moan. God, mercy, sinner. The Pharisee comes before God with a bag full of his own goodness to give to the Lord. The tax collector comes with a bag full of sin, a wagon full, and he dumps that before God's face. Now, whenever you see this, uh, Jesus telling a parable with two people like this, he's putting you there, right in the middle of it. And he's asking you, which would you rather be? Or better, which are you? I mean, we know who we're supposed to be, right? We're supposed to be the tax collector. We're supposed to be the humble sinner who comes to the Lord asking only for mercy, begging His kindness, abandoning any hope in ourselves or any confidence in our own works. But look, each one of us, each one of you has a little Pharisee bouncing around inside of you, trying to teach you about God and the world and yourself. And at times, that little Pharisee is convincing. This little Pharisee, the old theologians had a name for, they called it the opinio legis, the opinion of the law, the native religion of your and my sinful flesh, which says basically this, if God is mad at me because of my sin, then He must be happy with me because of my good works. This theology is built on the already shaky foundation that you have an ability to do good works. And it's fortified by our own defining of of what good works are. It's like building a house out of rubble in a sandy riverbed, but it is a persistent little false doctrine. Like a splinter in your hand that you never can quite dig all the way out. And here to prove it is a little test. True or false? Are you ready? True or false? God likes people who do good things. (laughs) See? Right? Right? See, you know, you're supposed to say false because you just heard the parable, the Pharisee and the tax collector. Because you've read the Gospels that tell us that Jesus is sitting there with tax collectors and with sinners and with prostitutes and with all sorts of uncleanliness. You know that you're supposed to say false because you've read St. Paul and you've heard him say things like this. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I'm the foremost. Or God shows his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's the ungodly and the unholy that Jesus is after. This is, you know this, and and yet you hear the sentence, God likes people who do good things. And you think, now tell me, I could be wrong here, but you think, well, sure, yeah. How could it be any other way? I mean, look, you know you're supposed to be the tax collector. But we find in our minds and in our flesh that we are the Pharisee. Measuring, boasting, trusting ourselves. Or it could be that we are the anti-Pharisee. You know, the Pharisee had a confidence in his own goodness that they were saved because of their own good works. The anti-Pharisee thinks that they'll be damned because of their sin. And both are wrong. Both are conclusions of the same false doctrine, that God likes people who do good things. But do not both of these ideas bounce around in your own head? This is it. This is the splinter of the, of the Opinio Legis, the voice of the, little, of the little Pharisee, the theology of your flesh, the religion of your nature... And it's wrong. And Jesus is after it. With this parable, Jesus is after it. He's after you. He's letting you know you had better be a sinner. A real sinner. Because that's who I've come for. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus says, are you ready for this? Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came to, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. So you'd better be a sinner. And if you're a sinner, then the sentence, God likes people who do good things, better be false. Because we want the sentence, God likes me, to be true. And it is true. In fact, we can do better. Paul says this, God justifies the ungodly. I tell you the truth, says Jesus. This man, this tax collector, this sinner, the man who came to pray, who had nothing at all to boast of or bring to the Lord but his sin and his unholiness and his filth and his wretchedness. This man, says Jesus, went down to his house justified rather than the other. He went home righteous with a righteousness not of his own. He went home holy with a holiness that is not his own. He went home perfect with a perfection that's not his own. And this, dear saints, is what it means to be justified. The Lord takes your sin. All of your sin. Even the sin that you don't want him to take. Even the sin that you're holding on to. He takes all of it and he dumps it on the back of Jesus. So that on the cross, all of the anger that you deserve from God is poured out on him. Your friend Jesus. And and the Lord then takes the righteousness and the perfection of Jesus. He is doing everything right and is not doing anything wrong. And he wraps it around you like a white robe washed with blood. He puts the holiness of Jesus on your head like a crown. And he smiles at you. You see, when the the Lord Jesus forgives your sins, He does not just take away what you've done wrong. He adds to you everything that He has done right. And He declares you to be perfect. Not not with the perfection that Adam and Eve had in the garden before the fall. He calls you perfect with His perfection. He calls... He calls you holy with His holiness. Righteous with His own righteousness. So that you yourself, dear Christian, have the righteousness of God. Now, you say, Pastor, you better prove that because that sounds crazy. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. For our sake, God the Father made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. Stunning. And for sinners, it sounds too good to be true. Which is why Jesus has something else for you this morning. In fact, it's like a one, two, three punch. First, Jesus heard your confession, the confession of your sins, and He answered it with the absolution. Second, Jesus comes to you to tell you the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And now, Jesus, your Jesus, will put His body and His blood on the table and in your mouth. That's how serious He is about saving sinners, about forgiving sin about saving and forgiving you. It is persistent this this little false doctrine that God that God likes people who do good things, but finally when Jesus shows up, Jesus the savior of sinners, when he comes around, this false doctrine gives way to the truth, which is this. God justifies the ungodly Jesus justifies you. He loves you. He forgives you. And He calls you His own. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.